I'm Mike Sheridan and this is The Dell. Hey, I'm Mike Sheridan, and you're welcome along to another episode of The Delve. So, this is a first, because it's a second, if that makes sense. So, in the two odd years since we have been doing The Delve as an independent entity and remotely, uh, we have a guest, a returning guest. So, David Cross returns to do The Delve, and we spoke to David last year, about a year and a half ago, for a movie. He made a really good movie called The Dark Divide. He's back now with a stand-up special. Um, stand-up special is called I'm From The Future and it's available on officialdavidcross.com. Uh, you can buy it there and you can stream it there and download it. He's doing a talk on February 12th, like a live uh, a live talk with fans on February 12th there as well. But you can get it after any point after February 12th. So David's a really, really interesting guy. He's one of the most recognisable people, I think, in comedy. He's done so many things over the years. Like, so we talk about the special, we talk about his inspiration for the special, where it came from, about having to cancel tours, given everything that's been going on in the world. And he's also got a new show coming out that he's, I think, gearing up to film called Guru Nation uh, with Bob Odenkirk, who he worked with years previously in Mr. Show and has done a few kind of bits over the year. But this is the first thing that I think they filmed together um, in a while at least so we're looking forward to that too so check out the stand-up special it's a really really interesting special i love how he did it he shot it in brooklyn um, and it's very funny very topical available on officialdavidcross.com enjoy the conversation the last time we spoke it was the election had happened and joe biden had won but they mm-hmm. hadn't quite certified the election yet right. and things were it was that week wasn't it he just won and everything oh, geez, I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but that was, uh, well, that was a crazy week then. Obviously, we know how that turned out. Yeah. Jan- January 6th was was uh, was no fun at all now. Uh, congratulations on the special, David. I watched it last night and I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, thanks. I really enjoy I really uh, like what you're doing with it as well. And that you're very much putting it out yourself. Like, obviously, people go to your site. I know you're doing a live talk on yeah. February 12th as well. Um, and yeah. what, what was the thought process behind behind putting it out yourself? Because I'm sure you had plenty of um, offers to, to use another platform. Well, I mean, it was two things. The, the second being pretty, you know, pretty important. But the first thing is, is, is just the idea that, um, you know, I, it's mine. I own it. I can do whatever I want with it. I have it in perpetuity. It can live there. People can get it whenever they want. And, and I, you know, uh, I know from experience that, uh, it doesn't, it won't get lost to the algorithm. Like if it's, uh, you know, so many, so many of those streaming, uh, platforms have so many shows that, if you're not, if my name isn't in there or something that I'm, I haven't done, it's just not going to come up as a suggestion. And I, you know, I do the same thing when I'm kind of, uh, you know, uh, just not very proactively scrolling through and I'm looking at whatever it is and I go, Oh, I'll check that show out. And I'm sure there's so much great stuff that I'm not, 
you know, uh, aware of because it's just not in my, whatever the algorithm is. So there's that aspect, but then, uh, more importantly, um, with this, with this special, uh, uh, as opposed to other ones, um, the, when I, you know, I, I shot this in November and, uh, when I was shopping it around, a lot of people were like, you know, well, this is the end of the year. We could, we have uh, something on our schedule. We could put it in for the third quarter of 2022 or, uh, you know, uh, Netflix even said they didn't have anything until 2023. And, um, and, you know, I can't, this, this special can't wait that long. And, uh, and so the best thing is about it is, I mean, I shot it in November and three months later, it's, you know, going to air, it's going to be available. And as opposed to nine or 12 months later. So that was really the thing that it was an idea I, I kind of played around with, but once I realized that was a, an issue, um, I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'll just put it out myself. It's fine. It's it's better. I mean, I I don't I don't know that I'll go back. You know, it's it's pretty cool. I can see a lot more comedians doing this, and I know kind of a few have already. Mm-hmm. But like, kind of given the kind of prominence of social media and the size of social media, and also, I mean, obviously, you've done Colbert, you've you've done James Corden and stuff like that, and they've both gone down really really well. Like, you don't necessarily need them, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh... I mean, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, this is, a, um, th- this is a, a little bit of an experiment, but I feel good about it. And and like you know, my my last special was on uh, streaming services, and you know you have to go seek it out. And this, if you're gonna, it it just won't like uh, die in the ether, as a as a as it were. And uh, um, and I was inspired by uh, a number of different artists who are putting stuff out on their own. And, um, and yeah, just, I mean, this may be, I'll just do this. As you said, social media, I could do one or two, uh, you know, TV appearances and, and then just, it's like all social media and podcasts and things. And, and that, cumulatively will certainly reach i think more more people than the old the old traditional way of doing it where you do a show on the west coast a show on the east coast you do some radio spots and you do a couple print things and that you know i think this will be i think this is the way to go because your fans are passionate as well like your fans are going to seek it out regardless wherever it is yeah, I have I have great fans, and I have uh, you know, and and built that uh, fan base up. You know, and they, you know, they've grown with me. But then there are new fans, you know, that come with every special you put out there, every project you do, and um, and uh, and I just know from touring, they're just pretty hardcore and great, and uh, and they'll spread the word as well. You know, we have posters up in. Uh, in Dublin now. Awesome. That's great to see. Yeah. You, you've played here a few times, right? You've done Vicar Street before. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Always great shows. Always fun. So the whole concept of it, of kind of this, you know, you come up from the future to these people who are annoyed by really ridiculous things. 
and you know kind of gauging the reaction where did that where did that come to you from i don't want to give away too much about the special but it's called i'm from the future so the, the, that that is the kind of concept too where where did it come from did it come to you while in lockdown while in quarantine no uh yeah well it was an idea well all this material pretty much is is uh you know pretty much i had i i developed kind of during lockdown and coming out of lockdown and, and being able to perform for the first time that the bit about, you know, uh, where I, where I talk about how I wasn't able to do stand up for a year and a half. And this is like a dream come true. And the, the, not to give anything away, but the subsequent bit that comes after that, that was all that I just riffed on stage. Literally the first time I did a set after a year and a half. And, um, and I was getting kind of emotional, so I covered up my <laughs> I covered up my embarrassment of starting to get a little weepy by turning it into a joke, which became that joke. But yeah, the I'm from the future thing was I had been trying to figure out a, an angle on people who get really angry when they hear in the states when they hear other people speaking Spanish and they get apoplectic and they yell and scream. And, you know, you can go on, there's YouTube videos and shit of people just losing their shit and yelling at children, you know, or like a, 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 a mother and their daughter or grandmother. And I mean, it's just, it's a, a really disturbing uh, behavior and it's uh you know, there's a lot of mental illness in the United States, and that's uh, an example of it. And um, uh, and people just freaking out. And and I was trying to figure out how do I talk about that. And I the first I don't know three or four different approaches I had didn't quite get it. It felt a little preachy. And um, and then I you know after doing it a bunch, uh, trying it out on stage. I just I came to oh I know what it it because I it occurred to me, you know, just walking down the street and I was thinking about the bit. It occurred to me that if that a child would be upset if they found out that that's where they what they were going to be like, like a child, an innocent child who's not cynical, whose brain hasn't been poisoned, uh, who has friends who are you know, Hispanic or Latino, it would bother them to know that they would turn into that person. And so that's where the bit came from. And then I, you know, expanded it, elaborated and made it into a whole thing. It's like that notion of nobody's born ignorant, basically, and it can go into so many different directions too as well. Yeah. So uh, what you mean, you shot this in Brooklyn as well. It's a very cool looking club in Brooklyn. And I think you're in Brooklyn now. So is there something to that kind of, is it different? Because obviously you've been on the road for years and, and, and done all that too. Is that something different with that comfort, like you're talking especially about cycling to and from the gig that you taped, the live taping. Mm-hmm. Is there something like nice about being able to do that? Like you're coming from home, you're on your bike to the gig, uh, it's comfortable. Absolutely. But that was out of necessity because I had to cancel the tour. I was I was supposed to be out on tour when I was shooting those shows. I uh, I had a tour schedule, I think to start on the fifth, I want to say. And, um, uh, I, I mean, who knew at the time that I was booking the shows, but, 
um, it was when, you know, Delta, the dovetail of Delta and Omicron. Um, and, uh, and also my, the first region I was going to hit was the, uh, the, the Midwest and the South, which were the undergoing the, the worst of it. And, um, and I waited until the last possible second and I, I had to make easily the hardest decision I've ever made. Most disappointing decision I made in, in my career, which was cancel the tour. Cause normally what I've done for the last five, four specials, um, I go out on the road and then I pick uh, whatever's midway through. Let's say I'm doing 85 shows, right? So around show 41, I wherever it is, I go, okay, that's where I'm going to tape the special. And then at the very end of the tour, I tape the audio stuff. So the audio is a little different because my, my set tends to evolve. I'm, I, I'm very, uh, I speak a little extemporaneously and kind of riff and, you know, I'm, I'm always working on stuff and, and then, you know, you experience things on the road and that becomes part of the act. And so I had to cancel the tour, but I had all this material that I know, uh, you know, 40% of it, I'm not going to do, but who knows when I'm going to get to tour again in two years, maybe. So I'm not going to get to do a chunk of the, I'm just not going to do any of the stuff about COVID or the thing about my dog and you know the uh just just bits i'm that i'm gonna outgrow and i didn't want to just let that stuff die on the vine so i scrambled and uh i shot at the bell house which is as as you as you noted an awesome venue um that i've performed at numerous times it's it's a yeah it's about a 10 minute bike ride from my place and um and, you know, I just put those shows together and kind of scrambled. I've never done anything so quickly. Just got a crew together and shot it and edited it and did all that stuff. And and, uh, and now it's ready to go. Like three months later, it's it's coming out. And I should let people know that it's on uh, it's on my website, which is officialdavidcross.com. So that's where you can see it. So I'm from the future. Uh, and you can get it at officialdavidcross.com. And I'm doing a Q&A thing after the premiere and all that stuff. But yeah. So it's tricky because it's you know, Ireland is such a small country and we're kind of in the same boat as the UK a lot of the time because we technically share a border with north of the UK and that's a whole other thing. But like New York might be open, for instance, and California might be open. But as you mentioned, in the Midwest, lower yeah. vaccination rates, they've been hit higher with covid so yeah. how like anybody who wants to tour, be a musician, be a comedian, it's the next year or two is really uncertain for any artist who tours, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, there are places now. I mean, you, you couldn't tour in a conventional way. And uh, um, the idea of getting in a van or a bus and driving, you know, f- four hours away and just stringing together a logical tour you're not going to really be able to do for a while but they're you know new york is pretty safe and in fact the whole uh new england and um most of the mid-atlantic is is you know uh, certainly in new york our numbers have gone way 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 down and we had pulled our daughter out of school for a couple weeks but now she's back in it's fine and 
you know, uh, most, most people are vaccinated. I'd say, I think it's like almost 90% of New York state has at least one vaccination and, uh, and definitely three quarters are fully vaccinated. So there's not the, the worries that Texas or, you know, Florida you, you might have, you know. I was, I was in New York um, in mid-November, actually, and just gone past. And I don't think I've ever seen New Yorkers. So they just opened the borders mm-hmm. to international travelers. And I don't think I'd ever seen New Yorkers so happy to see tourists oh. again. It was like a nice little, everybody yeah. was so delighted to see international travelers there again. Yeah, that is rare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> usually it's like, oh, they're clogging up the street, taking pictures. <laughs> They're getting out of they're getting out of the subway and stopping literally at that first step and looking on their phones and blocking all the uh, that happens in London too. Uh, um, the tourists that come out of the tube station and they it happens in New York all the time where they just literally just stop on that last step, yeah, and just pull out their phones and uh, you know it's like hey we got places to go move take three more steps and go to your right please. You know, people learn pretty quickly, I think. Um, and uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer, David, but I, I can't not talk about Guru Nation, which was just announced. It's you and Bob Odenkirk again, reteaming uh, to do something else. This is a project you've been working on for the guts of a year, right? So you haven't been able to very, tell anybody. Yeah, very informally. Um, it's Bob and his brother, Bill, who was a writer and producer on Mr. Show. And, um, and, it was just it was just this kind of uh, loose idea that Bob had about hey what if we do something about uh, cult leaders and, and uh, gurus because um, uh, he like so many people like myself uh, when going through lockdown you just burn through all those documentaries and stuff on uh, you know Netflix and Hulu and Amazon all those things and there were a bunch that came out kind of within a couple months and, and he was like, Hey, what if we do something about this? And then, you know, we talked about what that would be and, um, and kind of focusing on a guy he would play and a guy I would play. And it just very informally, he and Bill and I would zoom and throw out ideas and, and we started working like, okay, what if the show is this and it goes from here to there and, and coming up with a story. And that's probably the, the most, the coolest aspect of it is, you know, it'll be a story. It'll have a beginning, middle and end. It'll be limited series, you know, eight, nine, 10 episodes, not sure. Um, and, and we know what the story is. We know what the beginning and the, the most of the middle and the end is. And it's, you know, just filling it out and telling this story will be really fun and, and not something we've um, done before this way, you know, and kind of pseudo documentary style. And then the worlds kind of collide. They're very separate at first and then they kind of all come together. And how, how is Bob doing? Because the internet was collectively worried about him. Obviously for a while he had a bit He's of a scare. Great. He's great. Let me, let me tell you something. I don't know the exact days, but it was, let's say, uh, roughly nine days after he was in the hospital in, uh, in New Mexico. Um, and he was in a, you know, medically induced coma, 
had the they they did what they had to do. He came out of it. He had uh, uh, short term memory loss for for a, a little while, but um, you know, after talking with him when he was in his hospital bed, his voice was all fucked up. Um, from that. I'd say it was like eight or nine days later, he was literally in New York. He has, he has a place in Manhattan and he wants, um, he wanted to come over. He, he fucking loves my, my kid and loves hanging out with her. So he's like, I want to see Marlo. I want to see Marlo. And, uh, and he shows up at my door with a, a city bike. You know, he had biked from Manhattan to my place in Brooklyn over the bridge in, you know, sweating and, and just like, uh, doing great, you know, no problems here, have a drink of water. You know, he literally biked from Manhattan to where I am in Brooklyn. Uh, no issues. You know, that's a, that's a haul. That's a good, that's a good trek. And, uh, you know, biked over the bridge and there he was there and he was doing great. That was like eight or nine days after talking to him in the hospital where Jesus. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's doing well. He's doing great. I think anybody who watched nobody, I just, I think I just watched around the time he had the scare and I was like, he's a kick in the shit. <laughs> so yeah, well, that, that was an intense, he, he trained for like six months, I think something crazy for that. So you must be excited to work together again. Like it's, I mean, obviously you're already working together, but to actually get filming again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we've done a bunch of stage stuff here and there, but we haven't like done a show together in i don't know whatever it was it was with bob and david i think that was before my daughter was born that was uh right um right before we did the third season of todd margaret so that would have been seven years ago i think uh yeah it'll like six years ago that's the last time we worked i think i mean on screen like that yeah and before i let you go i mean we just mentioned kind of early on that it's obviously a little tricky to kind of arrange tours around the u.s given what's going on in the u.s europe is a little bit different at least at the moment it's in a better space for yourself and do you think comedians in general will start shifting internationally to tour a bit more while america is still a bit uncertain um i i i really don't know i mean i would i would jump at the opportunity uh you know unfortunately i can't right now but uh um i i mean Hopes, hopefully, hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. I was really, you know, uh, again, it was the most disappointing thing I had to do was cancel that tour because eventually I would have made it over to Europe. Um, I, I always do. And I'm, I'm, you know, guaranteed I would have played Dublin again. Uh, those are always fun shows. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I hope, I hope people can. It's uh, easier said than done though, you know. You need to kind of you have to have a whole new rake of material, I suppose, as well. So it's a it's kind of a complex thing. I mean, I will tour again. I'm just this the show that Bob and Bill and I are going to work on is going to take me out of the picture for a while. I still have to develop a bunch of new material. Um, so I mean, it's going to be. I mean, from this conversation, it's minimum a year and a half before yeah. I go out on the road. You know. But I, will, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. 
we we just opened up here recently, like kind of properly. We had fairly strict lockdowns. We were in and out of them. And there was a gig last week, first gig last week that I was working on. And the production manager was telling us he'd been to his first gig in a year and a half. And he says, people in the crowd were in tears. Like people in the crowd, they're all wearing the masks, but literally crying. It's such an emotional thing for people to be back out there again and to be kind of that social aspect to it to get and sharing it together. Yeah, I'm telling you, I almost I I was starting to tear up when I uh, got to do my first set after a year and a half, which is by far the longest I've ever gone without doing stand up. And I was so emotional about it because I also had come from Toronto where we were it was the the U.S. had started opening up, at least New York had started opening up uh, and, you know, a couple months prior and we were in lockdown. Uh, my family and I, we were there because my wife was working there and there was no going back and forth. So we had to bring our daughter up and, and just, you know, get an Airbnb. And we were there for half a year. It was brutal and true lockdown, except for uh, two weeks in mid-March, like full on nothing open, couldn't go anywhere, no restaurant, no bar, no stores. It was, it was pretty brutal. Well, hopefully we're kind of, coming out of the other side of it now anyway yeah Um, Yeah. and everybody can kind of get back on the road and kind of get back to those shared experiences david thanks so much for the time the special is great i really really enjoyed it thank you very much um and just to let people know where to go it's officialdavidcross.com that's where you find it